Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Skincare with Friends. Hello and welcome to Skincare with Friends with Nia Patton. And Natalie. Hey. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, good. Well, no, I'm awful, but yeah, I'm all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's such a woman's answer. I'm fine. Yeah. Everything's shit, but everything's, everything's fine. shit, but it's fine, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Just uh, tell us the truth. How are uh, you? Not great. I've had a cold for like two weeks. I lost my voice really badly. It's come then... back. It's less Bonnie Tyler now than it yeah. was. Yeah, it was quite sexy. It was very sexy. <laughs> so no, I didn't feel very sexy. Well, um, it sounded it. And then, yeah, as if I try to do a high note, it just goes. I can't hit my usual Mariah Carey range. So you are slightly Kathleen Turner still then. Yeah. In terms yeah. of vocal range. Yeah. You're still down there. There's nothing sexier than a deep voice on a woman. No, I like that. Yeah, Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, mm. it's good. Um, yeah, my daughter, the baby's ill, so she's awake oh, in the night, screeching. Irie. Yeah. Oh, bless her. And um, I got period pain, so. It really sucks when you think you've, uh, after 42 years on this planet, you think you've mm. cracked periods, and then all of a sudden one yeah. comes along and it really hurts you, yeah. and you cry like a little tiny baby. Yeah, yeah, I had to get my nine-year-old to give me like little pats on the back. Oh, mummy's hurting. But yeah, it's okay. Um, I want to hear all about your facial in London. Oh man, I just want to show you my face. Wow. Nothing will do it justice. Did you read? Oh so I put a post on Instagram as to what the actual um, facial entailed. I had, dude, I had everything. I had IPL, microneedling, and a nice LED lamp on my face. Whoa. Plus, plus the full facial and some extractions. Oh um, my God. And, a, and cryoball sculpting. Cryoball sculpting. Yeah, man. That sounds like man. bollocks, though. That fe- well, do you know what? I didn't feel like bollocks. It felt like an absolute... <clears throat> yeah, but it well, feels nice, know. yeah. I, don't know. Yeah. I, had, I felt like I had a nice snatched jawline after I left the... Um, yeah. after I left the salon and I just felt rich like a rich lady because it was in Belgravia and oh. um it was just it, I, I was in a postcode where I had no business being <laughs> yeah how wonderful I had no business being in that part of Chelsea <laughs> yeah um yeah I felt like I was going to get carded and they were going to demand to look at my bank balance and um when they found out I did not drive a Porsche Cayman I would have just been kicked yeah. back out um excuse me somebody's let a hobo into Belgravia yes. and she's a Welsh woman um <laughs> it was really great and I got I got a free cleanser as well which is really delightful really mm. nice cleanser um by Teresa Tami as well it was lush it was just a, it was a lovely uh experience and also going to the perfumio as well was just oh, wonderful so gorgeous really really nice and then sally hughes went in the next day oh um, you missed her i you know <laughs> i did say and she messaged me back i said i think i would have mm. fainted if i if i bumped into sally hughes sally hughes is a guardian colonist and makeup and skincare yeah. she's from um, wales though so journalist. She's, she's, welsh, right. yeah, she's welsh yeah. speaking too isn't she you yes, said i am um, yeah i thought i thought you told me that um, I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, it was beautiful and I got a, a gorgeous scent, um, which is just lush. I can't stop smelling myself. Um, yeah, so it was really, uh, I went to a clean beauty trade show. <laughs> what was that like? What was Before. that? Um, I didn't actually spend a whole lot of time there, if I'm okay. totally honest. I wanted to look at packaging and how mm. to, not packaging for my own products, but how to ideas when you're sending yeah. out you know products that aren't yours basically yeah um so you know I picked up a few um contacts there but really um I didn't spend <laughs> I spent about 45 minutes 
<laughs> the uh, train well, show. Know. And then went and got my face seen too. And then ate yeah. a ton of my body weight in food at Ottolenghi restaurant. Um, had a day cocktail and then fell asleep in my hotel. Oh my God, that sounds really nice. It was really nice. But I tell you what is really awful is the tube and just yeah. the amount that you sweat when you're on oh, it's, the tube. It's a dirty old business, isn't it? It is a dirty old business. And all I wanted to do, I was really crabby after I came off the tube because I was like, just had a facial, man. My face yeah. is just, don't touch my skin. And uh, it, yeah, it just felt really wrong yeah. than polluting it. And all I wanted to do is just get on the train back to uh, Wales where the air is clean. Yeah. Um, Did you get black bogeys? I did. Yeah. Um, I washed my face a lot. So um, yeah, it was really rank. And I was saying to yeah. the facialist, I was like, how do you cope? Yeah. You know, because she was the same age as me and she was just like, honestly, my skin is really, really suffering. She said mm. the past three years, it's been even worse um, in terms of like the air quality. Um, yeah. I remember when I went to Milan and it was the dirtiest place I've ever been. It was absolutely disgusting. What, just the, in terms of the air quality? You air mean? quality, yeah. It was like, there's obviously lots of stagnant water because I, it was no, okay. infested with mosquitoes. I was eaten alive. Yeah. And what, what time of the year were you there? It was warm. Yeah, I guess it was summer. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was summery. Um, they are quite, a bastard. It was like 10 years ago now. But yeah, it was, it was, and like we'd be walking along in trousers and then you take the trousers off and your legs would be black. Like dirty. Ugh. Yeah. Just like, what the hell is this? It's just dirt and dust. It was, oh, man. Yeah, it was quite markedly more disgusting than London, even. I was like, I don't like this place. I know yeah. it's harsh on that, but nah. You've got to play havoc with your skin, though, isn't it? If you're going to, yeah. if you're living there. You know, my yeah. friend who's um, Taiwanese, American, mm. lived in Taiwan for ages and subsequently moved to LA. And she was like, ironically, mm. it was moving to Los Angeles that actually cleared up her skin. So that just tells you about oh the God, air quality God. in the yeah. part of Taiwan she was in. Because she, she really suffered. Um, mm. So, yeah, it, may, it must make a huge difference. And that's why, you know, the, my facialist was saying, she just said, every day off I get, I get out of this city. And yeah. so must most people, right? You just yeah. Go to head the for the country yeah, or head for the sea. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. On, on that note, but not really on that note at all. Um, what yeah, are we talking? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, you so know, I variants to, of it. It's kind of, yeah, protecting yourself from mm-hmm. things that are bad for your skin uh, we, I wanted to talk about uh, ultraviolet A protection and what it does okay. and how damaging it is. Um, but I've got quite a long time to pr- prepare for this podcast. So I've, oh. Yeah, and uh, you really can tell by um, looking yeah, at Nia's transcript. stuff I sent you. Yeah, oh my God, I'm sorry. It, um, it does look like rocket science, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's quite it's quite complicated, really. It is all quite complicated, there's no way around it. There's no there's no way to simplify it. This is why you say that um, formulating uh, a sunscreen is uh, no piece of piss. No, it's, it's not. extremely difficult. Yeah, um, for reasons you, we're about to get into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that you've got to think about. Yeah, I can see why the ordinary one took so long to sort of. I don't know, jump through its hoops. And then I guess I can see why they didn't want to just do another one because it must have been a pain in the ass to get that one to market. Uh, yeah, and that one is, uh, I, I hate it. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> awful. It really in fact, awful. I, I went round my friends today, so at about 11 o'clock. So I'd been for my run and had normal my normal sunscreen on and then went to her house and we were sitting in the garden and I said, oh, do you mind if I just borrow your sunscreen? And she was like, yeah, it's the one you hate. Here we go. And it was the ordinary one. So I put it on and just forgot about it. Mm. And then went to drop um, Hayden and and my daughter for the swimming pool. And he went, you look 
really, uh, you look really ill. I said, like, oh, that's strange. I feel great. And then I'd forgotten that I'd put this stupid gray mask on, but I hadn't mixed it in properly. So it was a perfect circle where you could see my actual skin, my face. <laughs> it's just so bad, isn't it? I'm always yeah. wowed about how awful it is and how much I really dislike it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a great, you know, it's a great product. Maybe it's really good at protecting. Yeah. I don't know. We'll go with that. Yeah, sure. I don't, I'm not going to use it. No. Um, yeah. And actually, sort of to help me research, I was listening to a really interesting podcast today, um, mm-hmm. a chap called Brian Diffie uh, okay. talking about sunscreen. And he is the guy who invented the um, sort of UVA protection sort of labeling for boots and for America. Oh, wow. Okay. So quite an important man and his thoughts about sunscreen. And, you know, he was just like, the best sunscreen is the one you can wear. So yes. It's just something that's comfortable so that you're not, you're not afraid to just put a lot on. There's no yes. point in having something that you're only sort of dabbing on a little bit because it's so awful. I, I mean, this is why I take sort of issue with the very expensive ones, yeah. um, especially ones that, you know, once you've had a treatment at, you know, your, your dermatologist or mm. whoever you're going to see will sell you, I don't know. Is it the Abaji one that's like 120? Abaji, yeah, it's really expensive. SPF, and you just, you know, what's the point? You're going to dab that one on and it will be on your yeah. counter for a year. Unless you live in Belgravia, in which case you will be going through it every 10 days. Yes, so. I bet um, they don't, though. I think, you no. know. I don't think not, anyone does that No, pays that much for sunscreen. No, you just wouldn't. Would you just, you, I, like, because I've been posting videos on Instagram of me yeah. putting on sunscreen. Yeah. Of one of me putting on a HelioCare oil-free gel. Oh, I saw it. I, was that the one where you grimaced? <laughs> yeah, it was so sticky. I go, Bleh! I can't stand it. And, and people just say, "Why didn't you just use less?" I'm like, aha! But you can't. No. And uh, and also the video before that, somebody said you you didn't use enough. Yeah. So like, I'm like, well, I can't win. Yeah. So, okay. So the saying goes, I can't remember Mm. what it is in mills, but really the saying goes is that you apply a sunscreen down three fingers. So three full finger lengths of sunscreen. Two, I was told, for your face. Face and neck, another one. Face and neck. Yeah. Yeah. So your neck, another one though. So it'd be two for the face, one for the neck, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, and, but then, you know, People like Carolyn Hirons and others have said it's it's obviously totally dependent on where you live, though, as well. You know, yeah. up until today in Wales, it's glorious now. Yeah. So we are wearing the full lot, but obviously, I've not been wearing anything close to three on my face and neck the past few no. weeks. And it's really um, fine not to. It's you know you don't need to for for yeah. a, you know you look at the UV index, and if it's three, then you sort of think about wearing sunscreen. Yeah. So it's not where we live. It's not that big a deal most of the time. No. No. And that's what this Brian guy, Brian Diffie was saying. You know, it's it's not something you need to wear every single day for the whole year, he was saying. Right. Because I put sunscreen on as a matter of course, if I'm going outside, um, for like anti-aging purposes, really. Yeah. And he was saying that you'll end up with, you know, brittle bones. Yes. You're not getting enough. You need, like in the winter, you need to think about um, just cutting the sunscreen out completely. Right, you can, okay. You can get some vitamins, vitamin D stored up for the winter. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I think just take some vitamin D tablets. Okay. Quite frankly. Because mm-hmm. you know, he was there, the, the interviewer was asking was saying to him well like I I just use it on my face because I don't want to get old and he was like yeah but do you what do you care about more breaking your bone breaking your hip when you're an old lady or looking young and I was like looking young obviously but isn't <laughs> yes. the skin isn't aren't different parts of your body isn't the skin going to just take that vitamin d from elsewhere not the face I mean you're not unless you're wearing like a full boiler suit well yeah that's the thing you know in the winter you are likely to be covered aren't you yeah hands wrists yeah yeah scalp yeah I don't have much of a I got like crazy thick hair 
you yeah, you'll you'll pick up some vitamin D from your hands, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, or take that, vitamin that's D what, that was his point, and he was sort of pouring scorn on women being so vain that they'd risk their their bone health. Right. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting take from the man, yeah. Mister Sunscreen himself. Sir Sunscreen, <laughs> the Castle of Sunscreen. Yeah, Brian D. Yeah. Okay. Let me just check um, what that podcast was t- called, actually, because it's good to um, credit people where credit's due. Because it was a nice podcast. Yeah, it was the Daria Rose podcast that, that okay. Brian Diffie was talking on. If you want to check that out, it's quite good. Okay. Actually, it was yeah, good listen. Learned quite a lot. Another thing he was talking about was um, applying sunscreen. He said, don't rub it in too much. Okay. So you don't want to try and force it into your skin. You want it to be a film over the top of your skin. Okay. Just sitting there. So you just apply it. Yeah, it does. Apply it and it'll be sort of wet and you just let it sort of sink. Just sink in. Okay. Yeah, do do its thing. So yeah, so that was good. A good source of information. So yeah, so focusing on ultraviolet a so um basically we've got the mm-hmm. no, the electromagnetic spectrum which um in- includes radio waves microwaves infrared ultraviolet x-ray gamma rays so it goes okay. across from safe to less and less safe okay. across this spectrum and also visible light as well. That's between infrared and ultraviolet. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically, the bigger the wave, the safer it is. Okay. So, so as this electromagnetic wave gets smaller and smaller in wave, wavelengths, uh, it becomes more and more dangerous to human okay. beings. So from radio, which is safe as houses, to, say, gamma rays, which will give you cancer. An X-ray. Okay. So okay. ultraviolet is between these really safe things that we have around our home, like radio, okay. infrared, which we use for our remote controls, invisible yeah. light, totally safe, well, pretty much, and then ultraviolet. So we're starting into cancer-causing territory okay. in that bit of the spectrum. So we know that um, UVB is dangerous. There's also UVC, mm-hmm. which would be super dangerous, but luckily it's completely filtered out by the ozone layer. So it doesn't Even get to our us. battered, damaged ozone yeah. layer, such as it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, where the ozone layer is uh, a bit bust, um, more UVB gets through like, yeah. over Australia. So they're getting okay. more of it. But actually not that much UVB gets through the ozone layer. Okay. So, yeah. So the uh, UVB is the range 290 to 320. UVA is 320-ish to 400 nanometers. Mm-hmm. So people originally thought that UVA was going to be pretty safe because it's sort of on the safer side of the spectrum. Okay. So sunscreens weren't really designed to protect against it. I see. So we know that UVB causes melanoma and mm-hmm. and it, it burns you. So it's obvious it's visible cause um, and effect. Mm-hmm. But UVA, we weren't, weren't so worried about it. Thought, well, oh, yeah, it probably causes aging. But okay. yeah, it wasn't thought of in sunscreen design so much. Right. Yeah. So, you know, in the like 80s, being broad spectrum wasn't really a thing. It was all about okay. stopping burning. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was some studies into, uh, I think it was hairless mice. Oh, man. Poor hairless mice. Hairless bloody mice, yeah. Yeah, they originally did some tests on melanoma-prone fish. Okay. But, um, yeah, they've debunked those experiments, and actually uh, it looks like... UVA doesn't really doesn't really cause melanoma at all. Yeah. So ultraviolet radiation comes from the sun and tanning beds, arc welders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> yeah. You know, all these arc welders that we're using. Brilliant. But yeah. Tanning beds, definitely. Bunch of bastards. I can't believe they're I can't believe they're legal. 
I know. Yeah. It's it's really it's just a it's just a part it's a part of like it's not even I wouldn't even call it anything to do with the beauty industry, but you know what I mean. Yeah. They just they just no one's got around to regulating it, even though it, it cause it poses the greatest risk. Yeah. It's, it's so really strange. Weird. And it's yeah. not like uh politicians' pockets are being lined by big tanning bed industry i just it's really odd maybe it is of, yeah <laughs> well perhaps yeah yeah um, maybe yeah, it's big it's big odd. tan that's sort of <laughs> yeah i don't know look for those really really tanned donors that are giving money to our politicians very yeah. odd it's really weird yeah but yeah we can all just jump on a tanning bed like my like yeah my old dental nurse my new dental nurse now has had a earful from me she was oh, no, going she's on the sunbeds. As well? Yeah. How old is she? She's like, I don't know, 21. Lovely, lovely, beautiful girl. And she was going on t- tanning beds. And I was like, no, stop it. You mustn't anymore. As long as Just I'm alive, keep... you're not going on those things. Yeah. Just use Isle of Paradise. There are some great um, yeah. fake tan, you know, and tan alternatives that are really great. I know. Yeah. But, you know, fake tan smells and it's messy, isn't it? It's just easier to jump on a tanning bed. I can see why you would. But, yeah, it's it's so risky. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Ugh, gross. So, yeah. Do you know why UVA, do you, you know, what do you know about UVA? Not much. Radiation, no. And I guess people don't. No. Really. I guess they don't I know. It, I know it's so the much. one that, you know, causes... <laughs> the the vanity problems so yeah. you know that's always been the way to distinguish it isn't it that uvb yeah. is the super serious one and well like our like our man on the on the podcast was saying really that's mm. it's you know just vanity to worry about those effects but it kind of isn't because no. there are other it, it's well you you say it here it's pretty insidious yeah. isn't it still causes pretty um yeah you, you know almost irreversible damage to your skin yeah it does yeah yeah. So, um, and the other point is that it can get to you more. So yeah. because it's got a longer wavelength, it can pass through stuff. It passes straight through the ozone layer. So yeah. loads of it. So 20 times more UVA gets to us than UVB. Um, it can go through clouds and windows. Yep. So, you know, we're not protected from it on a cloudy day or if you're indoors, really. Yeah. Um, it makes up 95% of the radiation that gets to Earth from the sun. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's present for more of the day. So it's not like UVB where, you know, you're just going to get it when the sun's highest. So it's getting to us like from nine in the morning till six in the evening. Yeah. And for longer during the year as well. So, you know, there's more of it than UVB in September, October, that sort of thing. So you need to think about it for longer during the year, really. Yeah, and the the particularly um, really scary one, so I had no idea about this until I've been Mm. reading Nia's amazing transcript. But so you say here that it that one of the negative effects is that it creates reactive oxygen species. And I was like, I yeah. don't know what that is. And so helpfully you tell me that they are unstable molecules. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so basically a reactive oxygen species is a molecule of water that's been hit by radiation. It knocks out an electron and the water becomes a different molecule that needs a reaction. So it okay. can go, go around bothering other molecules and trying to get a reaction out of them so generally in the skin uh, there are natural antioxidants floating around mopping these up because it happens a lot um, okay but if one of these reactive oxygen species um hits dna that mm-hmm. could be a problem uh or fibroblasts so the cells mm-hmm. that make collagen that can damage those okay yeah collagen molecules themselves uh so these sort of slightly scary uh, molecules can cause damage. Generally, okay. the body can cope with them and will mop them up with their natural antioxidants. But, yeah. you know, the, lo- the longer you're in U- UV radiation, 
mm-hmm. the more of these oxygen species are produced and yeah. the increased likelihood there is of something bad happening okay and you know eventually long long-term aging definitely okay yeah and you don't feel that happening there you know it's not like uvb where you get a warning sign of feeling hot or red okay yeah so it's a bit more sneaky that's what that's what happens mm. um yeah and it can go deeper into the skin than uvb as well uvb yeah. just sort of attacks the top top layer of the epidermis but right. uva is sort of burrowing down into your deeper skin slowly damaging the collagen making you look like an old handbag oh no one wants that yeah i put on that everyone's seen the picture of the truck driver by now haven't they Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it's a poor poor man who everyone's seen um who (laughs) was like driving a truck for 28 years with the window closed and this face this face on the side next to the window is significantly older looking than the other side yeah yeah love him poor dude he's just like i'm sick of this now you know yeah he probably wears the phantom of the opera mask or something it's it's a really marked difference though isn't it yeah it it is Mm. yeah it really is so you know over time uva is is making you look a bit older yeah yeah so definitely don't go on a sunbed god oh for goodness sake no yeah that's no, a terrible idea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, UVA is implicated in some cancers like squamous cell cancer and basal cell cancer as well. Okay. So those are less life threatening, but yeah. You still need but to have them chopped out, which is nice. Do. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I think 15% of sunburn is caused by UVA, so there, it does cause a little bit of sunburn. Okay. Tiny bit, but yeah, okay. UVB is the main sunburn-causing thing. Um, so there's also persistence, pigment darkening, mm-hmm. sunspots, freckles. Um, yeah. There's, yeah, solar elastosis. Mm-hmm. So that's just like loss of elasticity where the UVA is damaging the um, elastin in your skin, so you kind of get yeah. sort of classical crepey appearance to your face mm-hmm. um there's something called actinic keratosis mm-hmm. which is sort of scaly patches um so you generally get this sort of sun damaged appearance i'm gonna look that up for pictures i want to see what actinic keratosis looks yeah, like little patches of scaly looks like something you want to pick off right okay yeah and it also causes immunosuppression within the skin. So I don't really know what that means. Does it mean just puts you more at, so it kind of increases your risk of suffering from all types of skin conditions? Yeah. Oh, right. So. Okay. I can see what this looks like now. Okay. Not not pleasant. Yeah. yeah. So it does look, they look like scabs. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like partially healed scabs. Yeah, and you'll see it on like old men's noses and cheeks. Definitely, and yes, yeah. you do. Oh my god, I've seen a really horrible one. Oh, oh Jesus no. Christ! It oh, looks dear. like a horn. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. You can get okay. them turning into horns. Yeah, yeah. Someone's got a horn. Carrying their head. Okay, yeah. that's pretty unfortunate. Yeah, and there's okay, melasma so, as well. Well, we know about that bastard, yeah. don't we? Yeah, me and you. Our worst fear, the malaria yes. coming back. Our worst nightmare. Oh, mine is coming back. Yeah, because uh, you're, you're off the crazy. hydroquinone. Yeah. I'm off the hydroquinone and, uh, you know, yeah, just like that, my little patches under the eyes are coming back. Are they? It's crazy. Yeah, very quickly. Oh. Very, very quickly. It's really, like, quicker than usual. <laughs> oh, bugger. Yeah, but there we are. Yeah. So, so, um... so yeah, it, it's... This is not, uh, I, because it doesn't, well, you say it does cause a, cu- a couple of types of cancer, but because it mm. isn't the evil bastard that UVB is, it kind of mm. has been largely ignored in, yeah. in sun care and in society. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, you mm. know, like like I've got work colleagues and um, I'll be like, oh, you were out in the sun. Oh, yeah, I wore sunscreen. 
Like, I'm like, did you enough sunscreen? Did you top it up? I don't believe you. And they're like, oh, it's okay. I didn't burn. Hmm. 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 Okay. You know, feel like once you know all this stuff, it makes you feel a bit more cautious, doesn't it? Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're saying, because obviously in our last podcast, we did yeah. talk a lot about people who were terrified of um, exposure to the sun yeah. and to light. Um, and so we don't really want to be like that or tell you to be like that. No, so... absolutely not. <laughs> Enjoy your life. Go to the park with your family. Don't worry yeah. about it. But, yeah. you know, find a way to live uh, and be safe in the sun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How do we do that? Good products, good okay. sunscreens, quality sunscreens, uh, re-app, reapplication of them, um, put them back on, put another layer on if you wiped your face or you're sweating. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just avoid, um, you know, bright sunshine if you can. Yeah. Wear a hat and clothes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So... Obviously, talking about using, picking a good sunscreen, what are we yeah. looking for then in a in a perfect sunscreen? Yeah. So, oh, it's, there's a lot, there's so much complication with this. Um, so, when you're thinking about UVA protection, um, this is particularly the advice of Brian Differs, Mr. Sunscreen himself. Yeah. And also, this is what I do anyway now, is choose a sunscreen with lots of different filters. Okay. So you kind of want chemical and uh, inorganic. So um, you want zinc oxide and chemical filters in your product, really. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of different sunscreen ingredients. The more, the better. So it's going to give you a broader range of protection. So I've put loads of graphs in the write-up, which isn't much help for a podcast listener, but basically sort of every sunscreen product and every sunscreen ingredient has a spectra. So this sort of curve over the graph. So the bottom axis is wavelength and the top, the side axis is so sort of measurement of protection you get. Okay. So you want basically the graph to look sort of straight Okay. You know, the line to be high up and straight across. So it's protecting you equally from all of the wavelengths of UV radiation. So, and I've put um, some, these graphs. So basically, zinc oxide is pretty good. It's got quite a long flat curve. Okay. Which tapers down towards the longer end of the UVA spectrum. So it's not great at like sort of, say, 360 to 400. It dips there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So zinc oxide is pretty good, but it's got a gap. And also you can see that it depends on on what, you know, it's not just like zinc oxide gives this graph. It depends on the size of the molecule. Okay. You know, nano zinc, micro zinc. Okay. Nano will give different levels of protection. Right. It's not as straightforward as I would have hoped everything would have been when I started <laughs> researching this bloody thing. <laughs> but if it was that straightforward, every bloody skincare brand would have a sunscreen. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. there's a reason that, you know. <laughs> that, that this is, yeah. That it's so hard to find a great sunscreen, isn't it? Otherwise, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we wouldn't all be talking about it and comparing notes all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we've got we've got now on the market newer sunscreen ingredients that are better. So we can see the Tinazorb absorption spectrum graph okay. is more straight across. Yes. So there is some protection at the sort of longer wavelength. Yeah. And also UVB, it protects pretty well against that as well. Right. Tinazorb looks like a great ingredient for your sunscreen. Yep. And also the other thing that these ingredients have got to do is be photostable. So some of these ingredients will break down in the presence of sunlight. Mm -hmm. 
And the more sunscreen ingredients you've got together, the more stable it's going to be. Yeah. They stabilize okay. each other and work together. Okay. So, you know, like uh, altruist face fluid, mm-hmm. it's got loads of different sunscreen ingredients in it. Yeah. Loads of filters. And they're, they're sort of, you know, it's, it's like a beautiful, it's a beautiful ingredients list if you start looking into it because mm-hmm. they're all holding each other up and right. making sure that there's protection all across the spectrum. And all of that and yeah. cheapest cheapest chips. Cheapest as chips, well. yeah. It really is it, it's the perfect sunscreen. It's great. It, you mm. know, the only thing I don't like about it is it pills. So I can't wear it under makeup. Right, okay. Which fine, whatever. I'll just I just wear it when I'm not wearing makeup, you know. Okay. Like this whole sort of reapplication thing. I just like if I'm gonna be outside with my family in the park or on a beach or something, yeah. I I just don't wear foundation so that I can put more layers of sunscreen on yeah that's the way I do it you just got to find your own way haven't you of like yes yeah dealing with it and sorting it yeah the sun's the um, makeup reapplication thing is a bit of a pain in the neck oh it is but I just rather keep my face out the sun if it's going to be an issue do you know what I mean yeah um it's not often it is an issue, really, I don't think. So no. if Like a, at a wedding. Yeah. That's a bit of a pain because you might be outside for quite a long time. Yeah, I tend to. If I am out for a long time and I really need to reapply and I've got makeup on, it will not budge the makeup, but I find it the least um, dis- disruptive. It's just the sun stick. Yeah. You're you know? Silicone stick things. Yeah. Silicone stick, yeah, and it's great. Yeah, you know, I did try the um, Garnier Ombre Solaire over makeup spray. It's like an aerosol can, and that was good. Yeah. Actually, it was fine. Was it? Yeah. I always think you just do. You know how much you need to put on though in order to get yeah. that level of protection. That's quite tricky, isn't it, with an aerosol? Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't spread it around if you're putting it on top of makeup. So yeah. it's not going to be even. Yeah, but. I think, you know, in a pinch, in certain situations, yeah, it might be the only thing you can do. Yeah. Okay. But it's not a situation that I'm ver- ever in, really. No. <laughs> having to wear a full face of makeup and be outside no. all day. The end of the sun. No. Yeah. No. Can't remember but the maybe, last time. maybe, you know, maybe other people mm-hmm. have lifestyles of which they are at barbecues. <laughs> yeah. All day long. <laughs> barbecues in full see. makeup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, the full makeup barbecues. I must go to this barbecue wedding and um, <laughs> be outside yeah. all day. Actually, yeah, that maybe, was a, I don't know. You live in California. Lives are different in California. There was a, a Q&A with a skincare. It might have been Karen Hirons. It was some, someone did a Q&A and they said, what is the best sunscreen to wear for a bride underneath mm. the makeup? And the person was, ve- and this is a very, very, very pro sunscreen person answering the question yeah. she said i really it. wouldn't wear any just don't wear any the the yeah. photography is going to look terrible yeah the pictures you're just the flashback you get from pictures when you're wearing sunscreen is very you'll just look like a shiny marble and yeah. you don't want that on your wedding day so that's the one day where you can fuck out <laughs> yeah the sunscreen is on your wedding yeah that's it have a beautiful parasol a yes. gorgeous white lace parasol would you take with you oh that'd be lovely yeah tuscan wedding wouldn't it yeah (laughs) i'd really like that yeah that's it okay yeah off off topic of parasols let's get back yeah so So. um yeah and you know I, i read lots of studies and um yeah there's just one comment in the study that i was just like yeah that's good that's sort of explaining the sort of background of making a sunscreen um yeah so this is an, in a study by Perotto in t- 2015 mm-hmm. the development of sunscreens brings along many technical and toxicological issues which stem from the requirement of having contrasting ingredients for opposite needs within the same formula good mm. spreadability 
is in contrast with water resistance and the proper level of filters is in contrast with the quality of the texture and solvents needed for product stability. Once a potential solution is found for these issues, the development process of a new product is usually further complicated by marketing and regulatory issues. Many useful and practical and, in fact, safe ingredients cannot be used due to a bad reputation they have in web, web-based web blogs or forums. Yeah. yeah. Or simply because there has been scaremongering, which leads the developer to avoid parabens, alumina, and nano ingredients. Mm-hmm. The other side of the coin is the burden of the regulations that classify sunscreens in very different ways in different areas of the world. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was really like useful to get an insight into the difficulties these companies are having. Absolute nightmare. And that's the yeah. thing, you know, if you were a an international um, you know, uh brand that wanted to create a product that could ship everywhere it'd be Mm. just a bloody nightmare wouldn't it It'd be awful yeah yeah it would be really hard and that's what the ordinary were trying to do so yeah fair play and then so you go on to say then that obviously there's a lack of consistency then in the way that all these different countries legislate their sunscreens yeah um america being quite behind right in terms of like fda approving certain newer ingredients Yeah. yeah um so because the concerns around UVA are relatively new, there is no consensus on the best way to convey levels of UVA protection to consumers. No. So some countries do better than others. So after the recent Purito scandal, yeah. ah, you you do feel less happy trusting companies and, yeah. and walking to understand the UVA protection measurements so you can confidently pick a product that gives good reputation. Yeah. I agree, but then it doesn't put me off Purito. <laughs> No, you've got a new thingy. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Um, yeah, and like, how, how did they get away with that? Was you know, is there no independent testing of products? Th- like? There was. It wasn't them. It was the KFDA. It was the Korean FDA that yeah. messed it up. So um, they obviously tested it themselves. That was wrong. Got it mm. and got it wrong, but thought it was right. And then I guess the Korean FDA also did it and said, "Yeah, it's fine. Everything's great." And yeah. then it was just marketed. And it ended up, I think, a sunscreen with a, uh, a UVB protection of 50 was actually more like 19 or something like that. Yeah, that's um, bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, because, you know, there's different ways of testing it as well. Some mm-hmm. some techniques are lab-based and they use, like, a piece of acrylic to see how much UVA can get through from, from one side to the other. And okay. I think lots of countries do... Uh, in vivo testing, which means on human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they'll just, they'll burn someone's back with <laughs> a UV lamp to see how much UV it took. Okay. And then on the other side of their back, they'll put some sunscreen, shine the UV light, and then, you know, that makes up the measurement of how long you could stay in the sun with that sunscreen on. Mm-hmm. And they do it on 20 people. Whoa. Yeah. And that's... They just you know, burn 20 people's backs. They burn, burn 20 <laughs> people's backs. I don't know how much these people are getting paid. Oh, so, man. I mean, yeah. I've burnt my own back for free for about 20 years. So, yeah, you know. I know. <laughs> it's really like... Oh, it's like, oh, that's how it's done. So, so it's only 20 people. And apparently the results always vary wildly from person right. to person so it, of course. you know one person can have the the SPF at 15 and the next person the SPF is 35 so this is this is all like guesswork it's all mm-hmm. yeah and this is you know well, this is what Brian Diffie was saying it's like you know we don't use this uh, as much sunscreen as we're supposed to because mm-hmm. it, it would be awful to do so yeah. It would be really unpleasant. You'd look weird. Why would you want to live your life like that? <laughs> and also, the measurement is not 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's an average of the SPFs across several right. people. So, you know, you might be the person who gets more SPF from a product, but use less. So, you know, it's, it's all very mm-hmm. variable. And you're not getting what it says on the packet, but... The SPF and the UVA 
PF perfect, mm-hmm. protection factor just gives you an idea where okay. the product sits on okay. the spectrum. So you know, mm-hmm. if you choose an SPF fifty plus 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 plus, then you're getting the strongest product. But you're probably not okay. getting that level of protection because you're not going to be using that much of it. Y- yeah. Which is why you know people relying on whatever's in their moisturizer isn't yeah. going to be enough. Mm-hmm. Because it's not even a sunscreen. It's not saying it's a sunscreen. It's just got yeah. a bit of protection in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had Neostrata one on my face yesterday. It was really pleasant. Oh, was it the it. Fit, physic, sheer physical protection? I don't was know. They they needed my facial put it on for me before I left. Can't remember. Mm. It felt it's lovely. A sli- slightly tinted one. Quite thin. Is it that one? Um, no, it wasn't tinted. Okay. Yeah. No. I'll find out. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Don't rely on your moisturizer to give you some protection. No, no, indeed. So I don't know if we're going to get all of the rest of this into one podcast. Uh, there is quite There's another a lot four there. pages. <laughs> okay, well, why don't we go? Let me see. Where would make, where would be a good sort of conclusion for part one? Have a look. Hmm. So we go into critical wavelength, doodly start doo. talking about critical wavelength. So yeah, there's just different different ways of measuring how well a product protects against UVA. Mm-hmm. So critical wavelength is defined as the wavelength at which ninety percent of the formula's UV absorption occurs. So it's that okay. graph that okay. I was telling you about, where like you know how well it protects across the spectrum. Okay. So 370 is quite far across the spectrum because it okay. goes to from 290 to 400. So 370 is quite far along. So okay. if it's protecting up to 370, it's probably got a good broad spectrum to it. So that's right. one of the ways okay. that we can assess. Um, and then this, this one, it did my Sweden. It's either UVAPF or PPDPF. Okay. And they're often used interchangeably. So it's basically UVA protection factor or persistent pigment darkening prote- protection factor. Okay. <sighs> so, so that's the ability yeah. of the sunscreen to protect against darkening of the skin. So yes. basically, if you have melasma, this. This might is, be a measure that you're interested in, yeah. Yes, it's definitely a measure that I am now interested in. Yes. And quite off, you know, quite a lot of the European sunscreens will give you a specific number for PPD. Will they? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, like Altruist Face Fluid, like all of the Factor 50s from Altruist are 54 PPD. Okay. Which is really high. That's very high. Okay. It's, so Good. 16 is seen as like a decent number. Wow, okay. So if the PPD is 16, it takes 16 times longer to tan after contact okay. with UVA. Okay. So you can, well, you can spend 15, 16 times more time in the sun right. without worrying about tanning and darkening of the skin. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think UVAPF or PPDPF depends on how it's measured i think uvapf is if it's done in the laboratory right okay the amount. i don't i yeah i couldn't find an easy way of figuring out what exactly it meant and which countries used which one i don't okay. know if it matters even but they're not they're not quite the same uvapf and ppdpf are not quite the same I got really bogged down in it. There's, an, uh, there's probably no, absolutely no reason for anyone else to get bogged down in it. Yes. Don't <laughs> do it to yourselves. Nia has and she yeah. suffered. Yeah. Um, and the other one that's quite often seen is the UVB to UVF protection ratio. So because UVB is more risky, mm-hmm. um, this measure assures that there is a balance of protection quite often it's three to one that the product's trying to get okay so three times more protection to uvb than to uva right yeah i mean yeah maybe we should just stop not stop here but yeah not forever not not delve into any more because yeah the listeners probably 
their ears have just sealed over with boredom right now. <laughs> just gotta put some really fun jingles. Yeah. I don't know what what could we do to make it more entertaining. Some jokes. <laughs> yeah. Did you like the 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 best thing ever when the last podcast on the left, which is yeah near and our favourite uh podcast apart from this one, and when they go into very, 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 very dark yeah. subject matter and I think they did a, a they did an incredible and I think it was a three part series on jo- Joseph Mengele so oh, um, God, yeah. na- Nazi so war criminal dark. I mean it was just horrendous horrendous um and to lighten the mood they would stop every 15 to 20 minutes and read out facts about um, tool time tool, tool time <laughs> which was what was tool the time program on, on- it was a fictional, a fictional program, program on, on a sitcom home improvement. starring, yeah, home improvement. Tim. What was his face? Tim Allen. Tim yeah. Allen. Yeah. So they so just this is, do home improvement. We could do joke facts. time. We're gonna we're gonna bore you in a minute. Here's some graphs that you can't Can see. see? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a joke. Um, Can I tell you my favourite joke? Oh the yeah, only yeah, one I remember. Why okay. does why did why does the baker have brown hands? I don't know. Because he needed a poo. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> That's so... But you, this is what happens when you hang around your children for too long. You start to find their humour hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's just totally my humour. It's stupid. But yeah, yeah, I think that... That's, I think this could even be three parts, perhaps. Oh, my this. God. Um, yeah, because I'd like to come up. Yeah, we could do a little jolly one in the middle of, of reading out stupid stuff because that was absolutely. I loved that podcast. That was my favorite for a long time. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, and I'd like to sort of because it took me so long to figure out all this stuff about UVAPF. I haven't like got a list of amazing UVA products because I know people on Reddit have really put some time into putting tables of these things mm-hmm. together of like sunscreens with really high PPD scores and reviews of them, that sort of thing. So, so now I, could, I really want yeah. the studies of those people who've written those um, guides to mm. also then have their vitamin D um, taken. measured yeah. as well yeah. taken. And then I'd like a study to be conducted yeah. to see if like, we, uh, the people who are okay, obsessive, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to see if they really are okay or they have bendy bones. Yeah. Are we don't want anyone to have bendy bones. Falling to pieces as soon as they sit down. <laughs> yeah. We don't want that for anybody. No. Um, no, we don't. Sorry. But, it, we, you know, if, if we're going to have a jolly time in the sun... It, we, I want to choose a sunscreen which is going to do the best job and be nice mm-hmm. to wear. Mm-hmm. So knowing about these sunscreens is useful. But yeah, that, I mean, that's what I was thinking as well. You know, like maybe it would be quite good to have a winter sunscreen. Mm-hmm. So UVB is the thing that causes vitamin D production in skin. So it's yeah. not UVA. So you could have a low... A low um, Yes. lower SPF for the yes. winter, which has so a broad that, spectrum. Yes, yeah. so your broad spectrum ceases to be two-thirds UVB yeah. to UVA in the winter. It would almost be nice to have a, a, sort mm-hmm. of a, a more of a UVA protection for the winter. Get on it then, Nia. You're not doing anything else. You're not oh, busy. Oh, yeah, I'm really, so, really loads of spare time. So just crack on. Yeah, You've got a little shed that. thing in the garden. Just get on with it. Yeah, it's, it's full of paint, but yeah, I'll get You'll in my like shed. You'll be like Doc from Back to the Future. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Running around going, 1.21 gigawatts. Gigawatts. I wish I could be that productive. <laughs> I, oh, she, I watched that with my daughter laundry. the other day. It was lush. Oh, just, it's a good film. Isn't it mad, like, the hold that Michael J. Fox had on everyone in the 80s? Because yeah. he was such a puny little guy, yet I Something was so in him. love with him. I was so in love with him. But I think it's because he looked like a boy. Yeah. He looked, he looked my age when I was yeah. 12. 
like a massive crush on Michael J. And he was always walking backwards. What? What? So he's like skipping about. He was so devil may care. Oh, with his electric guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, I I was totally in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I my first crush was um, B. A. Baracus. I know. I was thinking about that today. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm. I loved him for a long time. Long, long time. Oh, yeah. I think my real first crush was Superman. It's a bit. Oh shit, yeah. Isn't it? No, it's yeah. not bad at all. <laughs> I think definitely he was a crush for a while, and then Dan Aykroyd overtook him in oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, Just but mine was so Bill Murray. Oh, of course. I'm still yeah, in love sisters. with Bill Murray. Yeah, why not? And yeah. and actually, they've both aged um, unproblematically. Yeah. Chevy Chase so. is a bit I don't of a dick. Know. I don't um, know if Bill Murray's completely unproblematic. I think he's got problems. Possibly a bit of a tit, but, you know, he hasn't come out and been like yeah. a massive asshole about anything. He's not a massive necrophiliac or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I'd draw the line there. Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> oh, because you're thinking of um, you've been watching the Jimmy Savile, Jimmy Savile, yeah, obviously. that necrophile, yeah. yeah. Oh, of all God. of the necrophiles we know. Oh, just hideous people outside of the UK who haven't heard of him. I mean, oh count yourselves God. lucky. You've got to watch all... that doc- the Jimmy Savile documentary if you don't know who he is. It's the most, yeah, like just the most successful paedophile of our time. Yes. Just, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, bar he none. really nailed it. Just facilitated by everybody. Yeah. Um, including all of the BBC. For yeah, decades. and Prince Charles was writing Prince to him Charles. for advice. Yeah, not that shocking, really. No. Like, how do you <laughs> how do you do so well at? Well, yeah, like I know. You, you know, I need to speak was, to the common man. Yeah. How do I how do I get around it? Yeah, but yeah, terrible. he might, you know, he, 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 like watching it, he set up the, his whole life was set up to, yeah, he groomed us all. I thought, I always thought he was incredibly creepy. I found him incredibly creepy. Um, I didn't understand why he was, anyone liked him because his face was creepy. He did, he did have a creepy face, but he was also Jim will fix it. So I didn't care. I wanted yeah. to be on Jim will fix it. Can you imagine a better thing to, for, for a paedophile to do? Yeah, no, I can't. You can make Um, children's dreams come true. Anything they want can happen. Pretty grim, isn't it? Yeah, Um, it's awful. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) that's that's enough (laughs) of that. We started talking about our first crushes and it just went really dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't ever want to think about him and crushes in the same mouthful. No. Let's not. No. So we're kind of geared up to do another podcast about UVA soon. Oh, yes. Definitely. It's all written down. And, yeah, maybe I'll just um, put together a little list of good products. But, yeah, you know, for you know, everyone, like, posting about sunscreen on Instagram has been quite eye-opening because I'm like, this is sticky as fuck. How can anyone yeah. wear it? And someone goes, that's my favourite sunscreen. Yeah. What? Why? I don't get it. So, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm. You've just got to find the thing that you can wear and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So we'll get into that. Yeah, I really like the dermatology one I've been using. It's lovely. Cool. But it's American, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so American sunscreen, which we're going to tell you about later, is a bit shit. Yeah, they don't have all the cool stuff, do they? They don't have cool stuff, no. And they don't assess it astringently either. No. No. Cool. Which is silly. But yeah, yeah, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. (laughs) So we will. Cool. Okay. Wicked. So, you know, yeah, I've got to say, apparently we've got to say these things. Follow us, like us, subscribe, leave a good review. Please do that, uh, though. I mean, I hate to ask, but could you, though, please? Yeah, it, it would mean the world to us. Yeah. And to Nia, who does all of this research. Yeah, um, we don't get paid anything. We don't make any money. No. Not a penny. Yeah, let's see where our um, 
listeners are this week. Oh, I love this bit. Yay. Ooh. Um, Chicago. Cool. Uh, San Jose. Nice. And Oviedo. Oviedo? Where is that? America. They're all in America. Well, I know the other two. I've never heard of that. Florida. Yes, it's a city in Florida. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. It's in Seminole County. Oh. We do have a lush, we do have a lovely uh, listener in Florida who has a salon. Yes, we do. Yeah, she's lovely. Michelle, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's you, hi Michelle. We love you. Yeah, yeah you're great. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you to Nia for doing all of this incredible research. Um, yeah. Enjoy some Easter eggs. Have some Yay! fun. Oh, happy long weekend, everyone in the UK. Yay. By the way. Yeah. Um, this is the four days where we just eat Easter eggs and forget yeah. what day it is. I thought what? it was I, Thursday. Today. I don't eat. I don't eat Easter eggs. I eat crisps instead. So enjoy your Easter crisps. I will. I ate a whole pack of... Fashion them into an egg shape. Okay. I I ate a whole packet of um, Walker's Sensations Poppadoms, but not the party size. Nice. Yeah. They're they're only no calories. No calories in those. I didn't stop to consider this. (laughs) Opened the packet and went to tip my head back. Yeah. It was really, really tasty. Yeah, thank Lush. you. All right, well, happy Easter, thank everyone, you. if you celebrate happy it. Happy Easter. <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.